Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the bigger picture. Now, investors are rediscovering Japan. Inflows into the country's equity market from non domestic investors are the strongest they've been in a decade. So both a strong economy and changes to domestic investment rules suggest that there is considerable scope for this demand to grow. And as a result, Picta is upgrading Japanese equities to an overweight from neutral. But let's check in with what's going on with the economy with Dong Chen. He is the head of Asia Macroeconomic Research at Picta Wealth Management. Dong, thanks for joining us on the show today. Uh, good morning. Hey, so Japan's getting quite a bit of attention these days. Help us put things into context. Where are we when it comes to Japan's, I guess, economic recovery? Is this year any special from, I guess, previous years? Oh, well, of course, this year, you know, if you look at the global economy, Japan is already, you know, kind of an outperformer because, uh, you know, look at the Europe now. I mean, Germany is already kind of in recession, but uh, we're still seeing pretty uh, robust expansion in Japanese economy this year. But I, what I think is more important is that if you look at the longer time time horizon, we think Japan probably has already turned a corner. Okay, so let's put things in context with uh, what's been playing out over the past few years. Uh, I know we've had a lot of talk about how Japan's population has been aging, we've got restrictions on foreign labour, but how has the Japanese economy been performing despite all that? And of course, the efforts from um, Shinzo Abe to help revive the economy. The main issue that Japan has been facing over the past few decades was was because they following the you know, the uh, the collapse in the uh, asset, uh, uh, the bubble back in early 1990s, the, the economy got into so-called balance sheet recession. Mm. But I think, you know, Japan probably has got out of the shadow of it because you look at uh, a, a few a piece of evidence, right? Since Abe stepped into office, actually, you see that corporates start to borrow again. You know, previously, they were in this decades long of deleveraging. Now, start to borrow and start to invest. By that time, I think people didn't pay a lot of attention to Japan, partly because the entire economy, the society was still in this kind of mentality of deflation and kind of long-term kind of sluggishness. But I think the pandemic and the surge in commodity prices as a result of it actually gave Japan a pretty strong external shock. And I think the economy now is kind of getting out of that kind of sluggish kind of mode. I think you're getting to a more uh, kind of natural or normal way of endogenous growth going forward. Now, what's the momentum like when you look at the Japanese economy? Is it going to accelerate from this point on? What are some of the, um, I guess, structural changes you're looking forward to? Uh, there are several things. Number one is that, of course, the near term, you look at you know, after the, the pandemic, then Japan is having this revival in consumption and so on. Uh, but longer term, I think one important uh, area we'll be focusing on is corporate investment. Right? We think that Japanese corporates are going to continue to investment, uh, investing in the domestic economy, both in manufacturing and non-manufacturing. And also we think that Japan potentially will be a beneficiary of this uh, global reshuffling of supply chain, mm-hmm. uh, partly out of China. I think most people agree that I mean, a lot of multinationals need to diversify their supply chains away from China. Part of it, the labor-intensive kind of manufacturing rough probably go to destinations like India or Southeast Asia, like Vietnam and so on. But they're also a part of the very high-end manufacturing, for example, semiconductors. 
actually Japan is a pretty nice destination. That's why. Uh, just give you one example, like uh, uh, SIMC, right? So this is they just uh, build it actually still building uh, this uh, uh, semiconductor factory in Japan, and they find Japan probably uh, in terms of comparison with other destinations like the United States is more favorable because you have the skilled labor, you have the you know technology you know foundation there. It's a lot easier to operate. Okay, and when you look at some of the uh, issues that Japan has been trying to grapple with, they've been trying to raise wages and to an extent inflation as well. How has that progress been so far? Uh, so far, we have some, uh, seen some emerging signs of uh, success. For example, you may, as I just mentioned earlier, you know, this external shock just the changed the wage setting and price setting behaviors of corporations. Right? Corporations previously were very hesitant to hike their prices. And uh, as a result, they cannot hike their, the, the wage rate for their worker. But now they're in a different time, kind of mentality. Uh, for example, in just the, the spring, you see this um, significantly higher uh, wage increase for a lot of corporations. And we'll, we'll, we'll keep monitoring whether this trend is going to sustain. And our uh, at this point, our uh, projection is that likely this will uh, lead to structurally higher kind of wage growth going forward, and also uh, higher inflation. Yeah, so if that does come to pass, uh, that could suggest that the BOJ could uh, stop its accommodative policy sooner rather than later. So how far away is that from happening, and how much of a headwind would that be for the Japanese economy? Uh, longer term, we, we do think that the, the, the Bank of Japan will have to normalize its monetary policy. And we're seeing this uh, under the new uh, governor, Mr. Ueda, uh, uh, actually, he's still uh, already moving towards that direction. Uh, recently, he tweaked the uh, yield of control and basically effectively, you know, the, the widening the, the trading band to uh, 1, uh, 1% from the previous 50 basis points. And uh, recently, he just hinted that there's a possibility for them to uh, remove or at least uh, lift the policy rate from negative territory, you know, probably back to zero earlier than people uh, projected. So I, I think they're hinting towards that direction. But I think they're still be fairly patient because they've been waiting for this moment for you know, two decades. Right. Hmm. And I, I don't think they probably just they're going to rush into a decision just because of a few months of data. Uh, but this is the direction. And also worth noting, the Japanese currency has been weakening quite a bit in the past few months. How much does Japan benefit from a weak yen? Is there a point where it needs to step in from it becoming too weak? Well, I think at this point, you look at the level against the dollar, I think the uh, authorities are obviously getting a little bit uncomfortable with that. I mean, of course, they, I, I think they've been benefiting Japanese exporters. I mean, you look at the Japanese uh, export growth versus the regional peers. Actually, Japan is a obvious clear outperformer, right? So you look at Taiwan, for example, and, uh, and South Korea, their exports are contracting by double digit, a pretty deep double digit, while Japan is kind of a flattish so far. Uh, so that, that's the benefit. But at, at the same time, of course, it's adding to the domestic inflation pressure, especially Japan is a big oil importer. So they, I think they have need to strike the balance at this point. I think at this level, probably the, the intervention is very likely. All right, that's a great overview of what's playing out in Japan. We've been chatting with Dong Chen. He is the head of Asia Macroeconomic Research at Pictay Wealth Management. Dong, thank you for your time this morning. Thank you very much. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. 
To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.